1: Marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today.
0: What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Pick 6 Podcast, CBS Sports NFL Podcast. I'm Will Brinson. I'm your host today for a preseason week one best bets edition Joining me to break down all the very, very important action. Actually, you really could make the case that preseason is uh, technically has more, like, E plus EV than, than actual regular season. Emory Hunt, Jason Lockerfora, what's up,
2: fellas? Hey, hey, hey. Let's go. Exhibition football. Let's hey. go. Let's get it.
0: Look, um, I think that when when preseason football gets here, it's easy to be like, oh, preseason, how boring. But... In, like, May, you'd kill for this. Like a Titan Jets. Maybe. Right, maybe not. Whatever. I'm just trying to uh, do I have to upsell this? Is this, uh, is this CBS today? <laughs> CBS tonight? <laughs> no, it's NFL Network. I don't have to upsell this. Okay, yeah, it's actually kind of boring. Um, although, I will say, Thursday night, we're recording this Thursday at 1 o'clock. Uh, in case you're listening, maybe you listen on Friday. Uh, maybe you check it out on Saturday. We're going to tackle all of those games. There were two games on Thursday. I believe six on Friday and, well, no, that doesn't sound right. Uh, we'll say eight or so on uh, on Saturday. The point being, a lot of football. Preseason DFS is where it's at, I will tell you. We're going to start with the rookie quarterbacks, though, because all three of the top rookie quarterbacks taken are getting action in the preseason in this first week C.J. Stroud, starting for the Texans on Thursday night, I believe he's getting a, quote, couple of series per D'Amico Ryan. Emery. what are you hoping to see from C.J. Stroud, and do you have any interest in uh, getting three and a half from the Texans? New England minus three and a half against Houston, over under 36 and a half.
3: Well, you just want to see confidence, number one. You want to see him – Go out there and show command of the offense that he's been operating since OTAs, rookie mini camps, and all of those things. Even in training camp, he's beginning one reps uh, as well as Davis Mills. But I feel like this is going to be an exciting game, man, because you have two quarterbacks. We got an exciting rookie in CJ Stroud. You have Davis Mills, who started last year. So at least the game will be watchable on that end. And then on the other side, you still have the Mac Jones, Bailey Zappi. Dynamic. I'm a big fan of Trace McSorley and what he brings to the table and Malik Cunningham, the wild card, right? That can play receiver and or quarterback. So this is going to be an entertaining game. I do like the over, but I like the Texans to win. So I'm going to lay those three and a half points with the Texans. I just feel like Davis Mills versus Belly Zappi Davis Mills with these young receivers. And I think the defense will stay aggressive for. For Houston, knowing D'Amico Ryan, he wants to play aggressive attack style defense. So I think the Texans can win this one, but I do like the over.
0: JLC, any interest yeah. here in uh Houston or uh or New England?
2: Yeah, I'm not I'm not personally playing this game. Um I, I do expect the three quarterbacks we're talking about here all to be starting week one. I I don't think, uh, barring injury, that there's a whole lot of impetus on any of those teams. To, To do anything other than that, Um, maybe for different reasons, varying by uh, locale, maybe with some owners, um, a little more heavily involved than others. But regardless, I think Mm. it's going to be the same outcome. We're going to see, you know, Bryce Young. We're going to see CJ Stroud. We're going to see Anthony Richardson. I strongly believe week one. And we'll probably see a fair amount of them in the preseason. Um, For this game, if I were to do anything, I'd probably be a little bit um, interested in the over. Um, with Emory, I, I think you'll see second-half quarterback play that's going to be better in these games than a lot of other ones. And I'm a Bailey Zappi truther. I actually think Bailey Zappi gives them a better chance to win short and long term than Mac Jones. I'm more wow. intrigued by him and his upside than I, yeah, than I am Mac Jones. And I, I think Bailey Zappi believes, again, I don't know if this is true, but I'm pretty sure that Bailey Zappi believes he could make that quarterback situation a whole lot more interesting than maybe a lot of people on the outside think. So I'm, I'm intrigued by that. I don't know about a play on a team one way or the other, but I, I could see backup quarterbacks pushing the issue, being a force in the huddle and um, trying to score quickly. Um, look, I'm gonna follow up here on that. I mean, I think Houston,
0: by the way, first half is a pretty good look as well, because it sounds like Belichick, maybe in Houston first quarter, depending on what you know, what, what the spread is. And I wouldn't be surprised if this is one of those cases where New England is favored by three and a half for the full game, and you have Houston actually favored in the first quarter and first half because CJ Stroud is playing and you expect Bobby Slowick to try and dial up some pass plays, get the you know, you want to see what the Texans can do. You wanna like there's no reason to run the ball if you're trying to give C.J. Stroud reps, right? Um, but but back to that point on yeah. New England, JLC, like, what would you... How would you handicap the chance... At, like, like, like what's 70-30, Mac, Bailey? Like, less, more? What do you think? Yeah.
2: I, I, look, I, I think it's going to be real difficult based on where they took Mac Jones and the fact that this coordinator obviously has a history with that Alabama program. And Mac Jones, however... I believe Bailey Zappi is going to give them something to think about. Um, I don't think it'll be enough ultimately because there's only three games. And again, how many starters are going to be playing? So I don't think it's going to happen. I don't think there'll be enough time for it to happen by week one. But I do believe that Bailey Zappi will play well enough that he plants a seed in everybody's head. That like if Bill O'Brien doesn't have Mac Jones looking like whatever they think first round pick Mac Jones is supposed to look like. By week six or week seven, and the defense is pretty good, and they're protecting the football by and large, except for when the quarterback turns it over. Um, yeah, I, I, I find it. I find that situation maybe more interesting than most. Maybe that's just me.
0: No, I mean I like it it's spicy. Uh, Emery, any thoughts on uh, on Zappy having a chance to unseat Mac Jones? Ryan, yeah, we'll by probably- the way, shout out Ryan Wilson. If Mac if Jones does go down, it's a tough day for the Wilson household.
3: <laughs> well, we saw him get benched last year, right? So it's not out of the realm of possibility that, you know, he's still under fire. So I think Bill Belichick wants to see both guys compete at the highest of levels, which if you're looking at who is the better pure passer, maybe it's Mac Jones. And if they're both playing their best, then you have to give the nod to Mac Jones. But if not, if it's even, it's cheaper to go with Bailey Zappi. You might as well throw him out there. So that's why... This particular preseason game is going to be must see TV. I was actually
0: on HQ on Thursday and had to talk about the Patriots wide receivers and uh <laughs> I didn't really know what to say. For how long? Um <laughs> It's not often as a someone who's written about the NFL for like 10 plus years that you're like googling Patriots wide receivers. I, mean, I like you check the depth chart too but I was like, "Huh, I was like why are we talking about that? Obviously they're playing on yeah. Thursday night, but it's like um, I, I, I ended up coming across uh, Mike Girardi, uh, who uh, on 98.5, the Sports Hub, was asked about the Patriots wide receivers and described them as stink, stank, stunk. And Kendrick Bourne actually repeated yeah. that he goes, "Actually, it's stank, stink, stunk," uh, in his in his press conference. It's a it's a bad group, man. Whether it's Bailey or Mac, they don't have a lot of help. A lot of people think that the yeah. Panthers aren't giving Bryce Young a lot of help, but yeah, Adam Thielen. Hayden Hurst, not too terrible. Joe Person, friend of the pod, uh, counted up unofficial stats for Bryce Young from the training camp, over 11 practices, 93 of 145, only two batted passes over that span, which is pretty good, 64, 64.1%, again, unofficial, which is pretty close to 645 that he had last year at Alabama. We are expected, uh, JLC, to have Bryce Young playing against the Jets on uh, I believe it's that it is uh for Saturday cuz I'm doing the preseason show preseason game preseason show excuse me um bigger QB storyline JLC. Bryce Young or Aaron
2: Rodgers Probably a force here Bigger bigger storyline um well I think Bryce Young's going to win more games than Aaron Rodgers how's that <laughs>
0: Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, every jump back that, too. Does that
2: make it the bigger one? I, I don't know. That's okay. I mean, that's a. That's I mean, a. I, I don't know if that makes it bigger or different or a spicier or hotter. But I think Caroline break, break that, that down, reason, and I, I think the Jets are going to crater. So, well, I mean, look at the Jets' early season schedule, right? I mean, I, I think um, looks pretty daunting to me. Uh, I don't. I'm I don't believe in Aaron Rodgers. I I, I don't. I'm fading his touchdown totals. Um, I don't think he's throwing 28 touchdowns. I mean, he threw 28 touchdowns. Yeah, 27 there. and a half. I think is the total. Three years before back to back MVP years, he threw 28 touchdowns. Yeah. Uh, no one talks about like <laughs> the offensive line. Like I mean, my like I just kind of wonder what planet I'm on. Like we can talk hard knocks. Like you, 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 we, you can try to sell me on a lot of stuff about that team, but I'm not a Robert Sala guy. I sure as hell aren't a Nathaniel Hackett guy. I'm not an Aaron Rodgers in the Big Apple at age 40 as he's a declining guy, and I'm I'm not real big into Max Mitchell, probably the best right tackle on the team because Makai Beck couldn't even look good in the Hall of Fame game. Like I'm, I'm, I'm not, I'm not buying it. And the left tackle is like 36 years old. This is not David Bakhtiari in his prime. This isn't that. This isn't that thing. Well, um, Floor didn't come along. It's just the Bobo who's there. Who's not going to get in the way? He's going to let Aaron do whatever he wants. There's no checks and balances. Nobody threw more balls at or behind the line of scrimmage last year than Aaron Rodgers. I just think that's where he is at this stage of his career. It reminds me a lot of Ben Roethlisberger at the end, where he's got Randy mm. Feenstra as the offensive coordinator. Nobody else would hire Randy Features or offensive coordinator. It's not going to happen. Nobody else signed Nathaniel Hackett after that debacle. Why did it happen? Because he's a useful idiot for the quarterback to run around and, and run over and do whatever he wants <laughs> and not get in the way. And if it doesn't work, he's going to point his finger at Hackett. He's going to point a finger at their receivers. He's going to come in bye week and say, my receivers need to play more because your receivers don't know how to play with me. Like, you can have all that. I, I don't know. Like, I I think it's an 8-9, eight, 9-18. Nine, nine, eight um, and I think Carolina is going to win nine games or more. I think Carolina is going to win that division. I think Frank Wright's going to be live for coach of the year i think bryce young is going to be the rookie of the year i I think they're dealing with no expectations right i think everything's tempered i think frank Reich's built a really good staff much better than robert salas um and i think bryce young is is going to prove to be a capable nfl game manager and it's a good offensive line and that team almost won the division last year with a three-headed monster at quarterback and an interim coach who had to come in and clean up a mess from a, a guy who had no business being in the NFL in the first place. So yeah, I, I'll, I'll buy Carolina and Bryce Young over Aaron Rodgers and the Jets.
3: Spicy, Emery. Listen, I, I like this game too, because of the quarterback situation, the Carolina, yeah, you Bryce Young, you still have a young Matt Corral who has a lot to play for. This oh is boy. his regular season. So he's going to have to play to make himself attractive to other teams. So you're going to get the best out of Matt Corral. Hopefully he can stay out there healthy. And I think the roster offensively from a skill player's perspective, I kind of like what JLC said about the Panthers. They have a lot of skill, talent there. They have a lot of youth and athleticism on defense. And when you look at the Jets' backup quarterback situation, I thought we are going to get a lot of Zach Wilson in the Hall of Fame game. We didn't. Um, I thought Chris Strebler has missed the preseason. He ends up getting hurt, and now he's uh, waved injured. You got Tim Boyle. Now – you want to talk about the real bag man in the NFL. I, listen, you talk about <laughs> things that you, you would have to sit down and explain to me and I still would understand, like how airplanes fly, how the telephone works, you know, how what we're doing here, we actually speaking live real time. Tim yeah. Boyle has never thrown more touchdowns and interceptions in his career at UConn, at Eastern Kentucky, and four years into the NFL. His average yards per attempt at UConn was 4.7. It was six even at at Eastern Kentucky. It's 5.4 in the NFL. How is Tim Boyle in the NFL as a quarterback? That's going to be Mr. second and third quarter uh, for the Jets. I like the Panthers' defense. I think the Panthers win here, so I'm going to lay these points uh, with the Panthers. Shout out to Tim Boyle for making it to the NFL, playing four-plus years. Um, It's not a knock. I just have questions. I need someone to walk me through how he was able to hold his his own with those numbers in college and last four years in the NFL with those numbers. Five point four yards per
0: attempt, four point three million career earnings. Not a bad way to uh to, bag to, man. to the, baggies, man. the bag. He's Tim the Bagman Boyle. I like this. He's <laughs> <right>. <laughs> yeah, we need we need a graphic of like Tim the Bagman Boyle. Um, so JLC mentioned the Coach of the Year and Offensive Rookie of the Year. Excuse me. I've got, uh, I just published a piece on TBSports.com. i um, been doing them all over the past couple of weeks for award previews. Uh, actually, I think I hijacked it from JLC. Sorry, JLC. Um, but uh, the, I, I split them up because I'm, I'm, I'm promiscuous like that. Uh, Coach of the year, Frank Reich. Tw- he's like 25 or 30 to one. Like, <laughs> what do we do? All you have to do is do like three wins. The average is like three and a half or maybe four wins above your win total. So the Panthers get ten or eleven wins, and Frank Reich is in the mix for that. They win the yeah. division; and it's his. Uh, Bryce Young at five to one. Bijan oh, Robinson, yeah. I love my my love for John Robinson, well documented. But look at the history of quarterbacks winning the Offensive Rookie of the Year award. Josh Jacobs rushed for eleven hundred and fifty yards. We talked to we saw his agent, our boy Chad, at the Super Bowl. He's complaining about it. Kyler Murray beat him with a 5 10, and one record, and then you got. Justin Jefferson goes for 1,400 receiving yards as a rookie, and he loses to Justin yeah. Herbert, who went six and 10. Like, if a quarterback wins eight plus games and is good, it's over. Four to one, Bryce Young, you can find him five to one on DraftKings as well, is a very good bet, in my opinion. It's a short number. Don't care. I would bet it. I like the Panthers too. Panthers first half here. I think yeah. Frank Reich, the step up in terms of coaching from Matt Rule to Frank Reich is. Maybe a bigger jump than Nathaniel Mesh. Hackett to Sean Payton, which is saying like a lot. Um, so I, I'm is. I'm I'm quite high on the Panthers this year and agree with you guys on them on Saturday. Finally, Anthony Richardson suiting up for Indianapolis. No Josh Allen for Buffalo. Indy minus five against Buffalo. JLC, you're the uh, you've been hawking the cowboy, Jim Mercy. But I Jim he's the honky, honky talk, man. The honky, honky talk man. man. the honky talk man. That's a, that's right. I was devastated to find out he actually bought um, Jerry Garcia's, the final guitar Jerry Garcia played with for $3 million. I saw it on Instagram. It was like, come check out jimmerseyecollections.com. I was like, no. Um, what do we think about uh, Anthony Richardson and what he can do? Will we see anything from him in terms of rushing or what they want to do with their offense in this in this preseason action?
2: Well, look, he, the kid's gonna play a lot, and uh, I think if, if you're looking at the Indianapolis Colts and where they are as a franchise, just listen to how Jim Ursay gushes about Peyton Manning's three and thirteen season. Talks about Peyton Manning's three and thirteen season like it was thirteen and three, because in his mind, it, it ultimately was right, because it was the 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 beginning of the springboard to the only sustained sustained success he's had as an owner. Right, is when Peyton Manning fell in his lap. Um, so the kid's going to play. He's gonna. He's not going to care how many games they win with the play with the kid. He's just going to care about do I feel better about him in December than, you know, a lot of other people. And am I going to look smart? Is this going to make me look good? Because I'm Al Davis. Everybody just doesn't know it. Uh, but, yeah, I'm the PR guy. I'm the coach. I'm the GM. And I'm the owner all wrapped in one. I invented football. Just ask me. So, uh, yeah, I, I – I, in this game, I, I don't know. Like, I, I think you'll see the the Anthony Richardson ex- experience. Um, do I think they're going to want him running all over the place? No. But, like, I, he's going to be out there. He's going to be playing football. The adrenaline's going to be flowing. He doesn't have a whole lot around him. I mean, the running back, nobody knows when he's getting there. The offensive line fell into disrepair last year, even though they brought a center, right, off his couch to try to fix it. Um I don't know, you know, like, w- what are the Colts? I'm not buying Gus Bradley. I, I don't, but but they kept him. Why? Because I think the owner likes having him around. So I just don't think that whole thing's going to work. <laughs> for this game, I don't really have a feeling about it one way or the other. I'm interested in watching Anthony Richardson. I'm really intrigued by Anthony Richardson. I lo- you know what I'd love to see Anthony Richardson with? Frank Reich! <laughs> yeah. I think that would have been really interesting. I think it's going to be really good for Bryce Young. With this rookie coach? I don't know.
3: Well, I, I, listen, I, I like him with Indianapolis. I like him with Shane Steichen because they're going to run the Eagles' blueprint. You hope you get a healthy Jonathan Taylor out there because that run game is going to be insane with a mobile quarterback. Offensive line should be improved. Three excellent pieces healthy up front is more than a lot of teams. Ryan Kelly, the center. Quentin Nelson, the guard. Braden Smith, the tackle. So they're fine there. They have about 15 legit options at tight end. Um, and they also have yeah. some good wide receivers in Pittman, Alec Pierce, Josh Downs, a rookie. So there's a lot to like about Indy. And if you guys remember last year, this was one of the more entertaining preseason games. This game went down to the wire. You, you got That's Sam right. Alliger versus, I think, Matt Barkley. They, they were competing uh, going back and forth. But in this game, I think the Colts have a lot more depth than the Bills do. And yeah. so when you think about Anthony Richardson, probably going to get a series of two. Um, then we're going to get Gardner Minshew. And then you still have Sam Ellinger, who is Mr. Preseason. So I feel like that continuity, along with the young depth that they have, the talent that they have on offense, could help keep this going uh, more so than Buffalo. So I like the the Colts here to win. I will also take the under um, as well.
0: I like that. way, uh, Emory, uh, for those who didn't watch the AFC wind turtle discussion early in the week, Emory high on the Colts to win the AFC South. At, uh, that was a pretty good number, not quite, not quite Texas number, but probably a maybe a smarter bet. The Honky Tonk Man coming up. Sam Howell might not be a rookie, but he's got uh, a lot of attention on him, and certainly an intriguing quarterback in the NFC East. Can he take the Commandos, the Commodores, to preseason glory? We'll tell you coming up next after the break.
1: CBS Sports Network goes all in with the World Series of Poker. We're talking a full house of characters in a competition flush with cash. The World Series of Poker on CBS Sports Network. Passion, drive, and patience. What brings home the winning trophy is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to turn your car into the MVP and bring home that win. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply.
0: All right, JLC, you are high on the team formerly known as the Fighting Dan Snyders, of course, Big Six Podcast. By the way, Jason Lockefor, every yeah, hunt I, I I from here. I don't know. Am I? I may. you piled high on them for this week. I don't
2: know. Okay. <laughs> no, I think. Well, I yeah, you, by the way, by the way, they, you covered this team. I think you they could the be. Team. I think they could be. Yeah, that was three names ago. Uh, and thank God two owners ago. Uh, I think they just want a racist name (laughs) yeah that's what they were they were called a slur when i covered them
0: that's right um
2: yes uh i think look by by
0: the the way way, what do you what i mean like you're in baltimore now but like what do you think about the the ownership change here and like because i think washington week one is a good look just because that crowd like that like that fan base like dude i mean is awake yeah
2: right yes yes so you now, love right, Washington, right, Washington we'll plus mess stuff up <laughs> right. right, will mess stuff up and maybe, you know, Eric, you will get the reins at some point in time, but no, I think it could be an interesting team. I, I think, you know, there's talent on defense. I think Sam, Howe can manage games? I, I don't expect much other than that, but I think he can do that. Uh, they were in a lot of games last year and I, I think they finally have someone like who they're going to rally behind, at least in the short term, uh, and yes, that ownership boost is, is, is real. So I like them here in this spot. Uh, I, I think Sam Howell will be in positions to perform well. Um, I think both these coaches are going to, I mean, when I look at the games, I'm actually going to put my money on for fake football. Like I've got to find something that I, I feel like is some sort of different motivation or, or the mind, I'm more looking at the mindset of these coaches. And Ron Rivera has made it very clear that he knows he's auditioning for this new owner and new yeah. owners are really naive and they get caught up in stupid stuff. Like I can remember Dan Snyder going crazy when they won the Tokyo bowl in Japan with <laughs> the old ball coach as the head coach. Right. And they, they ran that. Yeah. He's like, can you run your real offense against the jets? And they did. And they scored like 42 points in the first half. And, and they were, you know, they thought they had something there with Danny Warfel or whatever. So I can see Ron Rivera – like, I feel like he gave us a little portal into his psyche and how fragile he is when he threw enemy under the bus. So he's coming off of that mm. with a quarterback that he didn't get behind till it was too late, but it's the best he's got right now. Although, personally, I think Jacoby percent better, but they're not going to – like, that's not really in play right now. I think he's going to want to win this game for the new guy. And I think Stefanski knows when the first question to your owner when camp starts is, are you going to fire your coach at GM? It doesn't matter what he says. You're on the hot seat. So I think however much Watson plays or doesn't play or whatever, I think Kevin Stefanski is, is looking for some positive vibes. He's looking to cut ties with last year and start over. I like the over here. And if you're going to give me Washington at plus 140 with our guys at Caesars, which is a little bit higher than I've seen at most other shops, I'm going to take that as well because I think Ramavera Vera is fragile enough that he will try to play this game to win if it's close late.
3: Yeah, I think both teams. You're right, JLC. Both coaches will kind of treat this like a regular season game, mm-hmm. especially with the excitement we saw coming out of Cleveland last weekend uh, with Dorian Thompson Robinson and how he had some wild plays. Guys were making plays across the field. I feel like Washington wants to show up and show out in front this whole this this home crowd. So I like this game as a matchup standpoint. I like both rosters. I think both teams will be really good this year. Washington, I agree with you. Brissett is probably better than Howell. So, how much of Howell will we see? How much of Brissett will we see? Otherwise, we'll get a lot of Jake Fromm, and that could kind of swing it back in Cleveland's direction. But I feel like we'll get a lot of Brissett here, enough to where I could take Washington in the points. But I do like the over because I feel like when you have a Dorian Thompson Robinson that's exciting and you have the young QB out there trying to make plays, you're going to let him rock out probably from the third quarter on. And then we we should see some fun football get some points on the board so i like the over too
0: and uh, and uh drt big time runner we talked you know aaron Rodgers talked about it on hard knocks we saw it in the hall of fame game sam howell loves to run the ball too and he's like kind of dumb about it and, and, I, and I i'm a big Sam Howell guy like even though he went to carolina he is not afraid to put his body on the line it's probably going to end up in him missing some time and jacoby percent playing i like that over as well i think it's a good look just because Ron Rivera's going to try. Stefanski's going to try his JLC notes. And then you got Sam Howell. Like, if Jacoby Brissett plays meaningfully better than Sam Howell and Sam Howell lays an egg, he can lose the job. It's his job to lose, but he can lose it. So, uh, <clears throat> certainly a lot of motivation for both guys to play well. Emory, Friday night fiesta in South Beach. Uh, by the way, uh, Rob Ninkovich had Rob Gronkowski on his podcast. And um, there's an interest. anyway – it's it's worth a ch- Check it out. It's worth checking out. He had some uh some funny stories about South Beach to tell. I highly recommend it. Miami and Atlanta square off. You're high on the home team here, Emery. Uh Miami plus two and a half over under 36. Bring it down for us.
3: Yeah, I like I like Miami in this spot. As you can probably tell, the theme here is quarterback depth chart, right? Um, I like their quarterback depth chart. You have playoff starting quarterback, Scholar Thompson. So you know he's going to get in late, which means you have someone that has some experience with something to prove because he still wants to be that second quarterback over Mike White. So for me, I like that there's some competition going on at quarterback, and I also like the fact that the Dolphins' defense has a lot of depth too. So even their second and third string guys are legit dudes that's going to give this this team some problems. And and when you think about Atlanta, their backup quarterback situation, I know they got Taylor Heineke. That's a guy that's, that's Taylor made pun intended for the preseason. (laughs) Um, Their defense is front loaded with a lot of great starters. So we won't see probably any of those guys in the preseason or maybe a few, but depth wise concern question. They've been dealing with some injuries during training camp. So how much will we see them? How much will we see B John Robinson? If at all, How much will we see Tyler Algier, who's counted on to be their their 1B to Bijan's 1A? So there's a lot of uncertainty about the roster for Atlanta. That's why I like Miami uh, plus the points here.
2: Yeah, look, I I think Skylar Thompson played. I mean, they were in that game against Buffalo until late, despite the conditions, despite the crowd, you know, despite some bad breaks early. So he, he showed me a little fight. He showed me a little moxie. And yeah, if this does, we do, are in a situation where he's getting a chance to run that offense for a quarter and a half or whatever, or the second half, I don't know how they're going to play it. Um, I'm not playing this game, but if I were, I'm, I'm buying whatever he's selling on the Dolphins side of things.
0: Uh, Skylar Thompson 20 to 28 in week one of the preseason last year. Obviously, Tua did not play. Uh, the Falcons played Marcus Mariota, I think, a one series. He was two for two in week one of the preseason. Then they went to Desmond Ritter, who was the 10 to 22. Yes, <laughs> may have been 10 to 22 for two touchdowns. He also ran six times for 59 yards. I'd be curious to see how they handle that in Atlanta because, like, Ritter's the starter, right? I mean, like, Ritter's the starter, but oh, it's like, yeah.
2: right? He's but awesome like, are they, disaster. but I mean, like, oh, yeah, he's great. <laughs> he's amazing. Why would you I'm ever draft a quarterback when you've got Ritter? <laughs> just I'm just running I'm, back, he'll be fine. He's I'm on Desmond awesome. Ritter, but it's also he's illegal. Amazing. In That's in why several. he didn't play till week 14 until the other, other guy several. went a wall on the team. Yeah, he's great.
0: Uh, by the way, check out the quarterback on uh, Netflix if you want some inspection into Marcus Miranda bolting on the Falcons. I'd be I curious to see if they play Ritter like more than. Like, like, are they gonna give rid of the, the Mariota treatment for last year or or let him you know get a little more run? I would guess the latter, but I, I think I think Miami could look at him as well. Uh JLC, the Packers laying four on the road against the Joe Burrowless Bengals. Not that he was really gonna play in this game anyway. Uh, I'm curious, one, your thoughts on this game and, and why you like Green Bay, and then two, um, you know, What do you think the Bengals are going to do with Burrow? Jamar Chase said that he might not – like, he's like, he told Jamar Burrow he shouldn't play week one. How do you think they handle this, and and why do you like this game?
2: Well, I like it for a couple reasons. I'm not the biggest Jordan Love guy, but, I mean, Jordan Love can't give him something here. Like, if this – I mean, this is it. I mean, they drafted him. It's his time. The Albatross is gone. There's nothing holding him back. And they're playing a team that's already without its starting quarterback. So – If you're without your starting quarterback and there's anybody on the team that you think might be fighting for a position to play with that starting quarterback in your real offense, how many of those dudes are you playing knowing Joe Burrow, we don't know when he's coming back. And then you say, well, we're already down one. Like if you're Zach Taylor and you're sitting there with the owner, and you're doing the calculus, how important does your backup quarterback become right now? Mm. Very. I just don't know. Like, And they've been there. They've been to the playoffs. They've slayed the Dragon. They beat the Chiefs. Like, I I just don't see why Zach Taylor, having watched your franchise quarterback, limp around and go off on a cart. And it looks way better. It it sounds way better than it looked. But that's in the back of your mind. Like, I just don't. What do the Bengals have to do? Like, I I don't. I mean, you're figuring out your third corner from your fourth corner. You know what I mean? Your second center from your third center. But, like, I, I, I just don't see it. I don't get it. I don't think the fans give a crap. So I, I'm just – I'm looking at LaFleur coaching for the first time without Aaron Rodgers, and I'm looking at Jordan Love, and I don't care if he plays one series or whatever. I just feel like the Green Bay Packers need to show something to themselves, even if it's in the back of their minds, even if it's in their subconscious, that, like, we are a legitimate football operation, and we don't need that old-ass quarterback holding us back anymore.
3: I-, I tell you this, man. Even
2: though he won MVP a couple years ago. L-
3: listen, <laughs> I- I'll say this quickly because I don't know if y'all watched the USFL All-Spring, but Alex Magoo is about to light up the Bengals. Light really? Up. The Bengals are in trouble. I think this is one of those rare blowouts because of what JLC talked about. When you're the Bengals and your star quarterback went down in a weird way with a calf strain, you're not going to risk... Jamar Chase, you're not gonna risk T Higgins, you're not gonna risk none of your stars. So you, you're gonna come probably start the game with backups. And then once Jordan Love's series of two is done, you have a real competition between between Sean Clifford and also Alex Magoo. Magoo won a USFL MVP this year and his won the second uh back-to-back USFL championship. This was this year he won it as a full-time starter. So it's Magoo time. And I tweeted <laughs> out during the I tweeted out during the season uh during their spring season like this dude is a new Makowski. Lo and behold he signs a right, green man exactly. so exactly right. so it's about to be fun in, in uh, uh in this preseason game i think the Bengals are about to get rolled
0: all right so uh, i think Alex Magoo is i mean i can't believe it. i mean this is why preseason dfs is the absolute bee's knees cuz i'm i'm like looking for a piece of paper to write down Alex Magoo uh based on Emory's suggestion And I look, you. I'm with you on this Green Bay call. Here's here's something I think is very notable. You go and look at the Cardinals-Bengals game from Week One of the preseason last year. It was 36 to 16 Cardinals with 10 minutes, no seven minutes, seven minutes and 33 seconds to go in the fourth quarter. The Bengals scored the final 10 points to cut it within 13. They were getting obliterated by Trace McSorley and Guarantano. Jay, okay. comma, Jay. The point being is the Bengals didn't that play happened. anybody. Yeah, exactly. They don't care about playing anybody. And JLC are spot on with with Burrow out. You don't play Chase. What if Jamar Chase tweaks his ankle? Do you get like Zach Taylor comes from the Sean McVay, the coaching yeah. tree, McVay they didn't play anybody. This line should be like 12 and a half. This might be the best bet of the weekend. Hmm. All right, let's take a break. Speaking of the best preseason bets, no one's better in the preseason then John Harbaugh. And coming up next, Emery and JLC going to go head-to-head in the matchup of the preseason champions, a.k.a. the Baltimore Ravens. Next! We don't get a
2: try run. We only
1: get one last. So enjoy the rest.
0: In fact, welcome back to the pick six podcast, Will Brinson, Emory Hunt, Jason Lockefora. little known fact, the Baltimore Ravens have won four hundred thousand three hundred seventy-five consecutive preseason games That's something like that. Uh, John Harbaugh noted King of the preseason, but Emory, do you think this line Baltimore minus six against the Eagles, is it too inflated or are you back at Harbaugh to keep rolling in the preseason over under 35 and a half?
3: Backing Harbaugh, man, I love the Ravens here because they have more explosive skill talent than Philadelphia does at the second, third, fourth string part of their roster. They go deep with speed, deep with skill. Keep an eye on Keaton Mitchell. He's my number five running back in this draft class. This dude has legit track speed. So he's going to find one of these little creases in the third or fourth quarter and make a house call. And everybody's going to be talking about Keaton Mitchell all throughout the rest of the week. And defensively, they're facing after Jalen Hurts series or two. If he gets a if he gets a second series, they're facing Marcus Mariota, Tanner McKee, and Ian Book. No shot to those guys, but the Ravens play these games like they try to win. And the Ravens backup quarterbacks are preseason type quarterbacks to where they they thrive. They played a lot, you know, the last two seasons because of injury to Lamar Jackson. So their experience, it's a new offense. So we should see some kinks being worked out, I get it, but I think the Ravens cover here, so I'm gonna lady these six points.
2: The Ravens, what is it, 23 games or something like that? The streak it's, is amazing. It's ridiculous. It's odd. I'm a bit of a contrarian by nature. Um, and the streak, I mean, I think that's correct. 23. I do four hours of radio here in Baltimore and we'd like to have a little fun. 1057 the fan. Check it out. Yes. 1057 the fan. You listen on the Odyssey app. You listen to www.1057thefan.com. So I'm like, all right, well, if if there's people extrapolating, and they are, that this streak means the Ravens are so awesome at drafting players and developing the back end of the roster, and there's so much depth there that that's why they do it. So we had our producer go through all 23 of these box scores and compile. The Ravens leading rusher during the streak. The Ravens leading receiver during the streak. Leading receiving tight end. They're all nobodies. These weren't dudes who went on to great things here, or they were the last man cut here, and they caught on with the hapless Arizona Cardinals and had a career. Dude, we're sitting there like, bro, I don't even remember that guy. Like, how many places games did he play in? Like, so I'm not buying that theory. I think there's something flukish here, and I think – if you pay attention to John Harbaugh these days, they are more than anything else, the most risk averse team in the league. They're at, they're at war with J.K. Dobbins because they got his season ended on a terrible field in Was- against Washington two years ago in a preseason game that he's still bringing up and saying, I can't believe they cost me a year of my career for a game that didn't matter. Why the hell did they play me in that game? What were they thinking? It's his words, not mine. So they're not playing anybody. They played nobody. Bateman just got back out there. I saw Odell Beckham catch one ball on the sideline. He didn't even come up lane. He just body language looked a little bit off. They sent his ass back. You are good. Mark Andrews replaced the divot because his leg twisted a little bit. Man, Andrews, you're done. You're out. Yeah. You're out of 11-on-11. 11 11. You're bubble wrap. So, I, I mean, I like Anthony Richardson. I don't know who he's throwing to. It's not going to be Nelson Aguilar. Nelson Aguilar right now is with the ones. I, I don't think Nelson. I don't think you have going see Nelson Aguilar. I, I just... And you look at this line versus all these other lines, and it's so much bigger, I think, in large part because of the streak. But I don't know if the streak's going to matter a whole lot in this one. I think Howie Rose was pretty good at finding depth and finding interesting, you know, guys who if they don't make his team go somewhere else. So this is just too many points for me. I mean, they're going to win 24 in a row. Like, everything ends at some point. And the more I've looked at this, you're getting plus 205 now on the money line. Like, these games are weird. These games are coin flips, ultimately, aren't they? I mean, we're sitting here hashing it out, but, like, come on. It's preseason football. You're throwing a dart. Plus 205, a lot of other books are, like, plus 180, plus 185. I'm taking Philly on the money. I'm going to bet them with the points, and I'm going to bet them a couple bucks. I'm like, nothing big on the money line. Like, come on. Really? This thing's never going to end? <laughs>
0: I mean, don't you think though, like there is I mean, I, like look, you're close to the team. I mean, you know you know that team well. I think the six is probably too much because it's a little bit of like inflated. You know the Ravens. Although I, I wrote Keaton Mitchell down on my on my preseason DFS notepad here, Emory, so be, be aware when I'm when I'm cashing that that millie maker that Week One millie maker on a on, on Saturday. It's uh I'll, I'll I'll certainly throw you a couple uh, shekels for for the Keaton Mitchell <laughs> house call. But I mean, like I, I do think it's Tariq Black. Black. Tariq Black,
2: go! I'm I'm gonna throw Tariq Black out there. Okay. okay. All right. Wide yep. receiver with some size. All right. I like
0: what we're talking about here. Uh, we will be playing preseason DFS uh, all all weekend long, starting Thursday night. Of course, two games, si- two game set. Um, I think it's probably like because of the Ravens' reputation, the line is probably a little inflated. But I do think they want to win.
2: They want to win. I mean, if they want to win. They like the streak, right? I think they want to win. But I, I think you're looking at a starting offensive line of like Daniel Falele at left tackle, and I think he's only playing a series like. They're so – they've gotten so hammered here for so many guys getting hurt and so many guys getting hurt and doing stuff that really didn't matter that the sentiment I get from being around here is, like, that thing is cute, but, like, my God, if we lose anybody who we care about at all in this thing, we're we're not going to sleep at night. So I I just – and, again, right, just the odds. Take the whole – say we knew nothing about either of these teams, right, and we just – we came down as aliens. And someone explained to us what fake preseason football is and told us one of these teams has won that thing 23 straight times. You'd be like, that seems more random than it, than like – right? How much longer is that going to go? And you're giving me two to one that it ends this weekend? I, I'm going to put 10 bucks on that. Whatever.
0: That's fair. All right, rapid fire. We got uh, two more bets. You guys want to give out? Uh, Emory
3: Titans plus three and a half. Walk me through it. I like the Titans plus the points. Competing quarterbacks. You want to see how Malik Willis does the second year in the offense? You want to see the rookie Will Levis? They have a lot to play for. And if you guys quickly notice, uh, the best way I think to play preseason is to have fun with it because it is fake football parlays. Like trying Ooh. to get a sixteen team parlay of straight up oh, winners oh, oh. and put a dollar on it and just have fun. Fake football wise, preseason parlays, money line. By by the way, people who say like you shouldn't bet on the preseason, it's like, like were you were you there in the pandemic
0: when we were betting on like, like like overnight Russian ping pong with like fixed matches? Like I mean, like wait, wait, you can't bet on preseason football? Of course you bet on preseason football. Like, we bet, on, we bet on regular football. Did you see the Hall of Fame game? Like, back-to-back back at the end of the game, there's, like, it's like this, r- like, random flag on a call. It right. was, like, clearly about passing interference. And the very next play, they chuck it down the field. Some guy gets tackled. Just nothing. It's like, like betting on football, betting on the NFL isn't – I mean, we do it. Of course, we love doing it. Everybody's – I'm not going to encourage you to do it. But, I mean, I'm not going to discourage you either. It's fun. And betting on the preseason is fun, too, if you think football's random. Where do you see the preseason? That's my, my selling point, JLC. You got uh, you got Jerry Jones fever. Cowboys money line,
2: yeah? yeah. You know what? I just feel like they 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 usually they, they usually do an all right job out there in Oxnard. And I'm not a big Cowboys guy in general, but this is the, this to me is like what they excel at. And plus one sixty two, Mike McCarthy, a little bit of a hot seat. A lot of people slagging Dak. You know, he doesn't play much. I mean, I don't think Jacksonville's going to do anything. You know what I mean? Like I, I just don't think Doug Peterson has really anything to gain here. They're traveling a little bit. Um, you know, Jerry likes to come back from the West Coast and win this game. I, I just playing a hunch here. And yeah, if you want to have a little fun, put, yeah, put five dollars on Philly plus two hundred five, Washington plus one hundred forty, Dallas plus one hundred sixty two on the money line. Come with me. I love it. I'm gonna do it. Oop. So we're out here slanging parlays. I love
0: it. I like every idea to do. do like a sixteen-team parlay. You catch that? I'm gonna win. No I don't know about the sixteen legger. Like every sweep. We got a sixteen-game parlay. I don't have the sack for that. <laughs> JLC's three-game money line parlay. And I'm gonna win this DFS no, contest. Three. I'll <laughs> try three underdogs on the money line. Look, right, we'll be back next week. To, uh, we'll break down what happened in the preseason, of course. We'll have some more win total action for you. Make sure and check out previous pods. Everybody joined us as well for the AFC win total stuff. Uh, we do two-part AFC win total coverage early in the week. at Deuce and BQ on as well with me. Thanks for watching. Thanks for listening. Make sure to subscribe. Hit that, don't, don't leave that YouTube page. Hit that subscribe button. And uh, if you're listening to the audio version, hit that, give us a five-star review. We're Emory Hunt, at FBallGamePlan on Twitter, and Jason Locker4, at Jason 4 on Twitter. I'm Brinson. We'll see you guys later. Thanks for listening. Thanks for watching. Bye.